This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Our last day? Right here in Lubbock, Texas. Oh, I can't believe it. we've been here an entire week. It was, first of all, it's very nice to sleep in the same place five nights in a row. Yeah. And what a great town, Lubbock, Texas. Boy, if you are looking for a place where you just want to get a fresh start, Lubbock, Texas would be a great place. You can come here and get Beaten Bow Homes to build your home for, let's see, if you're from Florida, our live listening audience there in Florida, for about a quarter of the cost you could buy a home in Florida, you get a brand new home right here in Lubbock, Texas. But we have been attending the Kingdom Leadership Workshop hosted by Kingdom at work.com kingdom at work.com and this last two shows yesterday's and today's show just highlighting some people who attended and their stories but i want to also encourage you to check us out online iworkram.com you can always get access to all of our latest shows the podcast events that we're attending events that we're hosting events that we're involved in i work the number four him.com all right so our final day on location at the Kingdom Business Workshop, and we're talking today, the first half of the show with Jay Jacobus. He's a partner of Scarborough Specialties. And Jay, why don't you, before we get into the everything, what is Scarborough Specialties all about? Well, we are, we're a local company here, and we're a marketing company. So we do uh, uh, a lot of promotional items, screen printing, embroidery, signs, lasering, all that kind of stuff. Everything that a company needs in order for their marketing, for their full marketing plan, but just not no websites, things like that. Exactly. No, we don't. We do not do websites or commercials or that type of stuff. It's more of your your hard goods okay. to hand out so people can pass out anything that has a company name on it. Really, is what we do. Got it. And but you don't have a company shirt on. Can you believe that? I, I just yeah. like I just yeah. no, I cannot believe that. Okay, if you're a specialties <laughs> guy, you should. And you can find them online at scarspec scarspec dot com scarborough specialties. Okay, Jay, I always do this with every guest as they come onto the show for the very first time. How did you come to be a Christ follower? Boy, my walk started at a very young age. I, I grew up in a Christian home. It's, it, I don't have just an, one of those exciting stories for you, but it, but it sure works for me. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home, and, and by the time I was in first grade, I was already ready to become a, a Christ follower, and I was a believer then and was baptized in first grade after after I made that decision for Christ. So no, that, But those are, people always downplay. Well, my testimony doesn't have you know the, the excitement. Huh. 
But that's so much better. You have a lot less woundedness to deal with. Right, right. No, I, I, I do agree with you on that. But mm-hmm. but sometimes you hear those other stories, and boy, they're a lot more just exciting to hear. They're excited, <laughs> but, you didn't, but then you have to ask people off the mic, yeah, but how you doing? Because they have a lot of stuff to work through. Okay, talk to me about Scarborough Specialties. How long ago did you guys, did you and your, your family, you really, it's a family-run business. How long was, ago did you guys launch this? Well, the, the, the business actually started in 93. My in-laws started it, so mm-hmm. my mother mother law and father-in-law started the business and then in 1997 is when I believe it or not I was a software engineer before before doing this and had the opportunity to move back to Lubbock so I was from Lubbock and had the opportunity to move back and work with them and so I took that opportunity and started in 97 so I've been doing it for 21 years now and my brother-in-law came and started working for the company in 1998. So we're just right beside each other. On, You've been on doing this a long time. Quite a You've while. You've seen a lot of change here in Lubbock, Texas, I imagine, in those 20 years. Oh, unreal. Unreal. I mean, Lubbock is a great place to live, first off. It, it's just great people, and I think that's what makes this community so strong, is the, the people that, that are here. That you make do, it. however, need to own a pickup truck if you're going to live in Lubbock, Texas. Well, shoot, yeah. There's not another car, is there? <laughs> He's like, of course. You know, what do you drive, a Chevy, Ford, or a Dodge? Yeah, or a horse, one of Horse. That's right. No, I was asking you, what do you drive? A Chevy, a Ford, uh, or a Dodge? I, I, mine's a Ford. Okay. All right. Yep. Just checking. Yep. I mean, it's you think I'm joking. Everybody always talks about in, in Texas, everybody has a big truck with horns on their hood and a gun rack in the back window. And you know what? It's not that far off. Okay. <laughs> okay. So talk to me. How did you hear about the Kingdom Leadership Workshop? You know, believe it or not, we heard we have done business with Beaton Bow uh, throughout the years. And we heard from the sales rep from our in our office that was working with them actually told us about them uh, last fall and so he came with with Stan and I my brother-in-law and I last last fall to this conference but he's the one that really triggered us to it just because he had heard about how great it was and and so we took up the opportunity to come so you you look at last fall what was your biggest takeaway how many people did you bring last fall just you and your brother-in-law it was just the two of us okay so what was your biggest takeaway last fall from the kingdom Last year, they called it the Kingdom Business Workshop. Now it's the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. What was your biggest takeaway? You know, last fall, we really didn't know what we were getting into. I mean, we really did not prep for it, probably like we should have or could have. I don't know how you could prep for what we just went through. <laughs> I, I, don't, I really don't know either, but I, I felt like I was drinking from the fire hydrant mm-hmm. last year. Um, but it was it really it changed the face of our company. There were things that we were trying to do beforehand. Um, but there was just a lot of, we had the, the solidification process during these three days last fall. And, we, and my brother-in-law and I were able to sit down and really write things out and come up with a game plan on where we wanted to go and what, what do we want it to look like? And how do we, we had the questions of how do we get people on board? And then, of course, you're coming off of that, that type of meeting just on a mountaintop high. How do you sell that to other people who didn't go to the, yeah. go to the seminar? So your, your biggest takeaway last year that you tried to implement, what was it? It was, it was the one-on-ones. Okay. That, was our, our, that was probably our biggest. There were, there were a few things that we did implement, uh, but the one-on-ones, I think that was the, the crux that, just, that started changing things quick. And have you been able to implement that? 
to implement the one-on-ones. The one-on-ones. We actually started that the first of this year. So okay. yes, we have. We've started implement, excuse me, implementing that throughout the company. Right. Um, but we started on January 1st doing that. Okay. And it has been, we don't do it exactly how Beat and Bow here has done it and how, how they were explaining we're kind of going a little bit at a time, but we do. We try to do it every week, like what Good. they're saying. Good. I know their game plan is to do it for an hour. Right now, we're happy with 20 minutes. If we can just set aside 20 minutes yeah. and uh, and get people bought into that. And you know, at first there was we. I, I was surprised, but we had some kickback within our our office because of trust issues. They didn't know why are you doing this? Were you trying to learn scoop on me? Is this going to get me in trouble? Type of stuff. It's like working for the FBI or yeah, the NSA. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so that was we had there was little hurdles like that. And then also we've got offices in other other towns okay. around Texas and. Uh, and when you're not right there, or they can't see you. It, there, there's a hurdle there too. So some of those little hurdles that that I still feel like we're working to get over. Mm-hmm. You know, even four months into it. Well, how many employees do you guys have at Scarborough Specialties? We have just over a hundred. Okay, right. Wow. So that's a lot. So did you? You know, one of the things that we we all heard this week is that no manager can truly know and love deeply more than five or six employees. Right. Did you guys have to restructure after last year? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we did. We, that was part of when we came back from the, the meetings last year that we sat down and we're like, this is something we've got to, we've, we have to restructure. We don't have time to do meetings with a hundred people. And so we drew together our, our intimate leadership staff that we have uh, in place and really pulled them apart. We kind of went on just a day retreat to get away from the office and mm-hmm. everything and tried to teach them in a, in a very abbreviated version of, of what, what it was that we learned and why we were excited about this. And that's hard too. whatever yeah. you, you go to such a great seminar and, and we're pumped up. And I, I still remember that day where you're thinking, oh, this is going to take all day, eight hours and probably about 30 minutes into the day. We're like, well, and that sums it up. You don't have any <laughs> questions for us on that. And, you know, and, and we just got the deer in the headlights look. Mm-hmm. But long story short, every everybody on that team and there were about 10 of us in there, including us, um, bought into it and bought into the the ideas of the the one-on-ones and on that team there were people that I knew would buy into it we were very like-minded already and and they get the bigger picture um of of a of, of God's kingdom is so much more big than our promotional product world or advertiser or anything like that and so they already knew that and so that wasn't a hard sell from that team, though, we did, we still needed to find some other people that could be those leaders. So we had to go talk to other people and get them to buy in. So that way we could break it down so that people would have the four to six to seven mm-hmm. people that they were doing one-on-ones with. And and, and really, that's been a great experience. The, the people we talked to really bought into it, and they've, they've enjoyed it. So you said that you started at the beginning of the year, actually uh-huh. doing the one-on-ones. What's been um, an impact of that with your employees? What we've seen is, is our whole office... <laughs> There's just been a, a change in the whole community. Everybody, there's just more trust now, mm. and the community just seems stronger. There's the there's some walls that have been broken down, even in places we didn't know there were 
walls. Talking about the Kingdom Leadership Workshop that just finished yesterday in Lubbock, Texas. And we're talking with somebody that's attended, uh, uh, Jay Jacobus from Scarborough Specialties. And this was his second time. And I can't wait for you to hear the before and after from last fall to this spring. But before we get back to Jay, we're going to talk to Lucy Worley. Lucy Worley and Casey Brewer, they're the masterminds behind this incredible event, Kingdom Leadership Workshop. Lucy, talk to me about, we've got one coming up again in October. Why don't you tell people how they can get signed up for it? Yeah, we've got another workshop coming up October 16th through the 18th of 2008, or 2018, thank you. Wow, flashback. Um, And uh, yeah, people can register for that now um, by going to www.kingdomatwork.com, going to our events um, tab, and they can find all the information there and go get their team registered. And now, this is a limited space. I mean, it's not like, you know, 800 people can go to this. This is like the first couple hundred people, and then they're done. Yeah, pretty much. So we do fill up. Um, we've done two of these now, um, and we've been sold out a good month or two in advance um, for both of those events. So if it's something you think you're interested, we'd encourage you to go take a look at that here in the next few weeks. Yeah, kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. And you'll likely get an email from Lucy Worley because she is the behind-the-scenes genius. She makes Casey Brewer look very, very good. <laughs> okay, Jay Jacobus with Scarborough Specialties. You, you went last year. The biggest takeaways were the one-to-ones. That was a big one. And reorganizing your company. We were talking about that right before the break. So it was you and your brother-in-law and all 100 people reported to you? And you had to fix that. Well, it, uh, no, they didn't all report to me. I already had sales managers in place. And so that in, in all of our outline towns, it's primarily salespeople that are there. And so sure. we've had we have managers out there. So we did have some structure already. Uh, it just wasn't set in place for one on ones necessarily. So, mm-hmm. OK, uh, so now let's fast forward. You 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 heard things and it's always great. You hear it one time. But the second time you hear it, it always sinks a little deeper. So we just finished the first of two of, of uh, Kingdom Business, excuse me, Kingdom Leadership Workshops here in Lubbock, Texas this year. What was your, what, what did you expect coming in and what did you come out with? I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what to expect for, for me. Because you brought um, a big team this time. We did. How yeah. many people did you bring? We had nine of us okay. that were there. So no, I'm sorry. We had 11 of us. Yeah, we added some people at the end. So it kind of grew. The, the group grew. So that was good. Um, but I didn't know what to expect um, for myself. And, I, and at the same time, I didn't know what to expect for our team. I knew I didn't know the agenda totally this year either. And it ended up being pr- somewhat similar to, what was, to like what was in the fall. But I think that made it so much more impactful for Stan and me as, so we could rehear things and pick up other little nuggets. But then also when you bring a team with you, you just have the opportunity to see the, the glow in their eyes and, and the fire really starts kicking in. We couldn't communicate that um, after our meeting or after the seminar last year. We just we didn't have the ability to, to sell it like how well it sold here and, and people really buying into it. And so we've just been able to see already we're having meetings after the seminar just talking about, hey, what'd you pick up on? What's And, and they have the same feelings that we had in the fall to where there's so many great ideas and we and but we're at this point we're able to rein it back and say okay 
there's a ton of great ideas that, that we've been given, but what are some things that we can work on? Right. And Prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're just in that phase right now where it's still drinking by the fire hydrant. You know. How did it feel as a team um, that we were given a little bit of time to kind of chew on things even during the workshop? Was, did you find that helpful? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's vital because if you don't, there's so much great information being passed that if you don't kind of circle the wagons up mm-hmm. as soon as you can mm-hmm. at right there at the event, you're going to forget some of the nuggets that, that were dropped on you. And so everybody's taking notes and then having the, the opportunity to meet for an hour or something and just talk through, hey, what'd you pick up? Because I didn't hear what you heard right. type of deal. And, and that's that makes a huge impact. Did you have both men and women here? We did. Well, so then you really, you didn't hear what I heard because women always hear things differently than men do. Right, right. So you guys, on Wednesday night, you got to have dinner. Probably as a team. Did you have did dinner? Did you go out as a team on Wednesday night? Or did everybody go home? Everybody. See, they're local. Oh, yeah, that's we're right. Local. I have to get you yeah. local. So, then so we went back here. to kids. And I think yeah. I worked on homework Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when, give me some of the feedback from your, your team already. What, what were some of the biggest takeaways from your team for this year? <laughs> You know, in the meetings that we, we have had just after the seminar, the, the biggest thing that came out of everybody's mouth, it all came down to love. It was like, we have got to love the people that work with us. We need to have that heart, um, you know, the heart that, that cares, that truly loves, loves the people that, that work here. And, and just knowing that we have a, a kingdom opportunity ahead of us, uh, we need to take, we need to capitalize on that, uh, that opportunity. And so that was, everybody kept saying love and the relationships, we've got to develop the relationships and become stronger and know people and meet them right where they are, not where we wish they would be. Mm. Lucy, what is it that Rick Beatenbow says about love? Don't know if I know which quote you're Love wins. That's what it said. Love wins. <laughs> you got to say it with an accent. <laughs> I can't do Rick Beambo. You'll have to work on that one. Yes. But it's, so that's what your team was saying. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I just love that. Did you have some? Well, I just, you know, for a lot of people, even having a conversation around love at all in the workplace seems so taboo. But I heard from several people in different breakouts and things like that, that it really does boil down to love. And we need to not be afraid of that word. Sure. And I'm thinking about your employees. They're not going to know what hit them. (laughs) 10 or 11 people going back and loving on them in a new way. I, I, it's going to be life changing and, and it'll, it'll make a huge impact for, uh, for our business, but also for the families and the, and the people that are, that, that work with us, that we have the opportunity to see day in and day out. And, and how great is that, that we're able to make an impact on them at work, but it's going to trickle down to their, their life outside of work. If that's families or friends or sports or whatever they do, hopefully that's, that's what we want. That's where the impact's made, not just within our walls. Did right. you have any off-the-grid conversations, conversations with people other than on your team? Because you have 45 companies represented, over 200 people in that room uh, during the Kingdom Leadership Workshop, which people can find out more about it online, kingdomatwork.com. Have any of those conversations with other business owners or leaders? Definitely. We had, we had uh, great opportunities to talk with several of them. Yeah, give me and, a highlight from one of those conversations. Um... You know, one, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one, but I actually go to church with, with uh, one of the gentlemen that was here, and I'd, I had told him about this event last fall, and, uh, and I was coming, I was still on my mountaintop high when I was talking to him about it, and so he had that perplexed look like, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm not, I'm not where you're at on this, um, 
but then he was here. He came for the, uh. for this event. And so he caught me yesterday and uh, during one of the breaks, and he said, now I see what you're talking about. I didn't have a clue what you, what you were so fired up about, but I, I get it now. And so we're going to go have lunch probably next week or in a couple of weeks Great. just to break it down some more because he's got the same deer in the headlights look that I had in the fall. So, so hopefully mm-hmm. we can work together on that. Watch out Lubbock. That's right. Lubbock, Texas has no idea about the tornado that hit it this time. And this time it's not going to be destructive. It will be constructive. <laughs> Talk about the kingdom. When you, the things, what, what's the biggest idea, the biggest takeaway about the kingdom that you've gotten these last two workshops here? Well, I can tell you from meeting with my team afterwards, I what, what also came up so much was we have got to keep that kingdom perspective and, and realize that, that what, what we're doing, that our life is not just the, the, the what of what we're doing at, at the office and what we're, the T-shirts we're making or coffee mugs or pins or any of that. That's great. But it gives us the opportunity to, to develop our why and why are we doing this? Or is, and, and we're doing it to further God's kingdom here. And so we have that opportunity now. And and that's what we're excited about. You took 11 people out of work for three days. How? That was a big investment. That was a big dollar investment, big time investment. Was it worth it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. They're already talking about people that they want to invite for for this upcoming fall uh, series. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. Who would be the best business? I mean, you got lots of business owner friends out there. Speak to them, tell them why they should come. Wow. There's a lot of reasons to come. I think, well, okay. I mean, so my, let me change the question. Who's the most ideal person that should come? I think any business owner that maybe just has a, a heart for people that doesn't know what to do. And, and maybe, maybe that you've been in business for quite a while and, and there's just a question um, in, in your heart about why am I doing what I'm doing? What impact am I making doing what I'm doing? Or how can I make an impact doing what I'm doing? That, and that's exactly where I was when we came. And uh, I think those type of people, you need to come because you just get a different perspective on, hey, you have an opportunity and a responsibility to change lives. And, and it's, and it's a God given right for you. You know, I, I, I feel like people miss that opportunity so much, but this gives just the, the, the glimpse of, Hey, you have the opportunity to do this now. Go mm-hmm. use the tools that God gave you. So best investment you made so far this year in your company. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Jay Jacobus with Scarborough Specialties. Find him online at scarspec.com, scarspec.com. Jay, thanks so much for being part of I Work for him today. Hey, thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I, it's this. great. I can't wait. What I want to hear is six months from now how those 11 people turn into 22 people and, you get, and you're filling half the room. Or maybe Scarborough Specialties will be highlighting their own Kingdom Leadership Workshop three years from now where they run their own deal. What about that? Oh, boy, that'd be, that'd be nice, but I'm, I'm still feeling kind of novice right now. I wish. <laughs> you just heard Jay Jacobus getting ready to hear from Paul Steller about the impact on their companies. Jay had 11 of his people here at the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. But before we get back or get started with Paul, I really wanted to hear one more time from Lucy Worley before we set her off here on a Friday afternoon. Lucy, the upcoming conference, when is it? Yeah, Jim, um, our next conference is going to be October 16th through the 18th of this coming fall. Okay. Um, that's a Tuesday through Thursday, so okay. um, middle of a business week. But we encourage you, um, any leader out there, to bring their team with them and experience that with us. Okay, you say any leader out there. Is it important that that leader is uh, a Christ follower? 
for this event? Probably so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's not necessarily kingdom money because they may not understand what that is, but definitely a Christ follower wanting to do something more with their business. Yeah. No, I mean, come, the kingdom will get on you. That's fine. Yes, it will. <laughs> well um, yeah. said. So, I like that. The kingdom will get on you. It's, it's like, like honey, you can't, it, yeah, it's unbelievable. So good. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good, thank you for bringing that up. Um, probably any leader in the marketplace. Um, and that can, that can be a ministry nonprofit. Um, doesn't have to be a, um, business as many of us. It can be any organization Um, that's got people. We used to call it the kingdom business workshop and we have strategically renamed it to the kingdom leadership workshop for that reason. All right. So it starts on a Tuesday afternoon, finishes on a Thursday, just about noon. So people can fly in on a Tuesday, fly out on a Thursday and take three days, but you don't want just the leader coming to the conference. Absolutely. We are really targeting, um, senior and executive level leaders in their team. And by team, I mean leadership team. And these are the people who are helping you make decisions, the big decisions of your company. Um, We talk about what it looks like to be a kingdom leader, what it looks like to do that with a kingdom style, um, the, the style of actually interacting with your people and then building a kingdom culture. And those topics are, they're so crucial for leadership teams to dive in and tackle together uh, for that to really have the impact that we pray it would. And we just heard from Jay Jacobus from Scarborough Specialties. He had 11 of his team members. Now they get what he and his brother-in-law were trying to say last fall. It makes a big difference. Yeah. So the room is limited. It's limited to a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if they don't get signed up now, they may not get a spot. This is true. Um, yeah, we have sold out well in advance um, both of our workshops in the past, and we're anticipating doing that again for this. So um, I know even since the time we wrapped up um, the conference yesterday um, till now, um, we've had a few um, people are already, already registered. Yeah. So yeah, so well, jump ex- in there. We expect that. I work rims reaching across the world. We expect people to jump on. Lucy Worley, thanks for all your hard work on this week's conference, and we look forward to the fall conference. Thank you, Lucy Worley. You are welcome. Thanks again, Lucy, for giving us all that information on the upcoming Kingdom at Work workshop in October. And now we move over to Paul Stell. Paul Stell is the owner of the managing director of the Stellar family of companies. Paul, welcome to I Work for Him. It's good to be here, Jim. I just uh, You've shared the same experience Martha and I have this week being part of the Kingdom Leadership Workshop, but this isn't your first time. No, this is our second year to come, or second time, rather. So talk about that. What? Well, first of all, let me just, you know, I always love giving people a plug. Talk, talk about Stellar Family of Companies. What do you guys do? Well, Stellar Family of Companies, uh, we started business in 89. Our focus is, we're, real, we're in the real estate investment business. Our focus is apartments. Uh, we're in the multifamily business. Uh, four arms to the company. Um, we have uh, investment arm. We buy existing multifamily properties. A development arm, a construction arm where we build them. And lastly, a management arm. So uh, we focus... Uh, almost exclusively on multifamily hmm. and your website the stellar yes i like that That's okay it. all right so you you went to the kingdom leadership workshop last fall yes how many did you just go alone or did you have your team go with you last fall you know i went i came with two other leaders on my team okay. last year all right so what was your biggest takeaway last year from the conference from you know, the you workshop? know i think it was a, a nice dovetailing the lord was working in our company in my life we were doing some strategic realignment 
and a lot of what I heard just dovetailed beautifully with what the Lord was doing. Uh, we already had a strong set of core beliefs we call the stellar ideology mm-hmm. uh, that we preach and teach to our uh, associates. Um, but a couple of things need to be tweaked. And so um, we just learned a lot. We were inspired a lot by the Beaten Bows and by the, all the other companies that were participating and, and sharing and how they're ministering in the marketplace. And um, we left going, man, we should have brought the rest of our leadership <laughs> team. And so that's what we did this time. We, we came back with more of them. So, well, okay. So, but that's been six months in between. So yes. you went away, you and two others went away with, these are some things we want to implement. What are the things that you've tried to implement in the last six months? You know, for our company, we're about ready to have a... Let me just say, how many people you're talking about in your organization? Yeah, our company is a smaller company. We have about 70 employees. And, <laughs> that's uh, a big company, you know, in this, in this country. Most small businesses are 20 people or less. Yeah, so well, 70 is quite a big company. So 70 employees, a okay. lot of them are dispersed out on properties okay. throughout the state. Sure. We wor- work across Texas. Okay. Corporate office is only 13 people. And so our leadership team, we have five people. And uh, one of the things we're doing is we're bringing on a full-time ministry director. Uh, we're going to call it something different than that, but um, in our heart, that's what it is. Someone to help promote and push forward our ministry effort in a more um, deliberate and intentional manner. Okay. So the question, so that was one of the things you've been working on the last six months? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what did you decide to call your ministry director? Well, we haven't figured that out yet. Haven't figured that out. You need some fancy. To be determined. To be determined. Oh, man. That's right. Okay. All right. So your biggest, so you brought two other leaders with you the last time, but you came back. This time you brought more people. Yes. How many people did you bring this time? We brought a total of seven people this time with us, uh, including myself. Mm -hmm. And And what what was your expectation? What were you looking for? You know, I wanted them just to hear what I heard, to try to create some organizational alignment where they're hearing the same thing, being inspired the same way that I was. And I love the the concept and and breaking it down, understanding what a kingdom leader is, uh, what a kingdom style is within the company, and and how a kingdom culture comes out of that style. And and uh, our company is led by the team. And so it can't be just me pushing the agenda. Uh, it won't work that way. I need to have buy-in. And although I try to articulate it, it's, it's nothing can surpass really hearing it directly from uh, a lot of smart people over the course of three days. When you look at those three days that you got to spend this week here at Beaton Bow at the Kingdom at Work Conference, the Kingdom Leadership Workshop, they changed the name on me midweek this week. I've been struggling with all week. All right, the Kingdom Leadership Conference. Your personal biggest takeaway, you, you, you said loving and learning about being a kingdom leader and developing a kingdom uh, style and developing it and, and resulting in a kingdom culture. But for you personally, I mean, when you write, you have many times write down, hey, what's your biggest takeaway? Mm-hmm. Biggest, sure. But at the end of the session yesterday, when we were all done, what was your biggest takeaway that you went home to tell your wife? You know, it's interesting. It it really coincides well with what got me started in this in the early 90s. Uh, sitting in church, uh, learning that, uh, as Paul said, we've all been given a, a ministry, a ministry of reconciliation, um, and that... Um, we buy into this fallacy in Christian uh, in the Christian world that mm-hmm. um, that you've got to be a professional pastor or a missionary to minister. But the truth is, we're all called to minister. So the question is, where do you minister? And and it was clear that we minister in our sphere of influence. My sphere of influence was my employees, and so we started down that road in our mid '90s on being explicit about our faith and trying to minister. Well, um, part of what we do is not only try to minister to our employees, but we we engage with 
outside third parties and help them with either funds or volunteer time. Um, but during this conference, um, I think it was Rick Beatenbow talked about, you know, you, you can, you've got a lot of needs outside of the country, but you got the same needs right across town. And in reality, you had the same needs within your own company. Yes. And so instead of some of the funds maybe that we spend and effort uh, spending one day a month with a group, uh, it may be uh, better allocated within the company to people or employees that are in need. And that's not to quit giving to those other organizations, but uh, to maybe pour in more to them even. Uh, the the, the uh, harvest is right in front of us. I have an employee this last week uh, that I learned is having some problems, and it's a great opportunity to minister to her. She doesn't know the Lord, um, and so it's an opportunity for us to try to engage with her, um, and it's just this just coincided with that, I think, beautifully. Hmm. When you see... You're in a room. Well, I want to ask you about. You mentioned the word conference, but yet this you, they call it a workshop. Yeah, you've been it really to other is. conferences. I'm sure you've been to multi-family conferences. Mm-hmm. All that. Is this a conference or is it a workshop? You know, I, I think it's it's small and intimate enough to be a workshop. And what I really loved were the breakout sessions where mm-hmm. we went and sat and heard a team of individuals, usually three or four people, talk about how they were implementing certain aspects of how they pursue building the kingdom. And they shared their lessons, their mistakes, what they did great. And in that intimate environment, um, we were able to ask those questions and get feedback. Those breakout workshop sessions were great. And so it's more akin to a workshop than, than a conference. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, around the table, um, when you were sitting there with your team, we were given some time to be able to digest a little bit and, and talk through some things as a team. What were some of the things that your people were bringing up that really resonated with them or that they got excited about? You know, I think uh, one of the, the core issues was it's it's about love. Mm. Um, God is love, and all love emanates from Him. And we're called to love the greatest commandment, of course, to love Him, and then to love each other. And so many times we get caught up in the tasks mm-hmm. of, well, we need to help them with this kind of issue, or raise some money to do this kind of thing, or tasks. But uh, it really all has to come out of this this commitment to love above all things. And, and so a number of my teammates emphasize that, okay. that, you know, it, we really got to make sure we're focusing on loving our people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, that was a great, that was a great breakthrough. And that was, I can imagine, you said you have people all over the state. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that you're going to have to get kind of creative in what that might look like for your organization. Yes, that's something we're struggling with. We, we, and we debate how we go about this. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to address a group of 13 or so individuals in an office that you see every day. It's another to impact someone in Dallas or Houston or Midland or Amarillo. And, um, and so that's something we're working on. Very yeah, good. I mean, when and people say, well, those are just people all in your same state. It can't be that difficult. But we're talking, give people perspective, 880 <laughs> miles across this state. At, I think at it's pretty close to widest spot. That's like going from Maryland to Illinois. I mean, yeah. it's, it is, it's half the country. I mean, it's, it's huge. <laughs> it's it's, it's big. a big state. I mean, you can fly to different places in Texas. It probably is easier to fly than it is to drive at times. Oh, yeah. Paul Stell, he attended last October's Kingdom Leadership Workshop. And this, he just got done this week with the Kingdom Leadership Workshop here in Lubbock, Texas. We've been hi- highlighting all week long. Paul, talk to me about 
You've had six months to try to implement some of the stuff you learned last year that you brought along two of your leadership team. This time you brought back a lot more people. Talk about how your people have already seen the difference in Paul Stell's heart as you've tried to implement this stuff the last six months. Well, we see it first uh, with new hires. When we're interviewing them, uh, they're often shocked and surprised to hear what our core values are mm-hmm. or what? Our, what are your core values? And our purpose. Well, our purpose, uh, our company purpose, our, the why of why we exist is to be about our father's business, building the kingdom of God. Our mission is to invest, develop, serve, impact. We, we say we're, we're here to invest in real estate while we develop our people to serve others and make an impact that matters. And, and so, um, they're shocked to hear that because in our culture now we're, we're we're being trained uh, by the world to not be expressive of our faith, and we're the opposite of that. So it's very refreshing to people mm-hmm. um, to to come alongside them and work with them. Um, the biggest feedback we've received is that we're open to that we care. And when there are issues in their life, uh, we don't push back and say, well, you need to leave that at the door when you come to work. Uh, we're willing to engage with them. We're willing to help them in different ways if they have an issue. Uh, and with a group of people, you're going to have them. It may be a, an issue with a child going on. It may be a health issue. It may be a marital issue. Um, or it may be an opportunity to serve. Someone knows somebody else that has a need, an organization, and we're able to partner and do that. And as we come alongside each other and either walk through a problem together in love and wise counsel um, they appreciate it and and that culture and that bond is built and strengthened when you do you get any feedback from your people I mean like do people call and say Paul something's going on feels different do people call you and say hey I mean are you getting feedback up the line you know I think we do from uh, our portfolio supervisors they tell us the managers out in the field tell a difference. Uh, they can see in how they're being treated uh, that there's a difference. Uh, but it's a slow process. Sure it is. And, and uh, so uh, we're taking it one day at a time. Have you implemented the one-on-ones in your organization? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, there you go. Here comes the guilt, people. Yeah, that's right. You've heard every other person talk this week about the impact of one-on-ones. Why haven't you done it yet? You know, quite honestly, I've struggled with, I already meet with my direct reports. I have uh, four of them, and I meet with them once a week already. We go over um, kind of a status update, and I've struggled with how do I meet with them another hour during the week, the same people again. And so I took a lot of notes at, during the workshop. I got a lot of feedback listening from Cal and the others talk about the one-on-ones. I think there's a lot of validity to that. Um, I think you have to have a, a, a certain amount of pocket change to be able to engage with somebody about an issue in their life. And that pocket change comes from having gotten to know them and uh, built a relationship with them. And that takes time and just um, learning who they are, mm-hmm. sharing common interests things of that nature so we're interested we're trying to find our way on that honestly <laughs> you're a little freaked out though. i can tell this is like okay that's a big deal and it is um but you know one of the things we've just heard over and over from people is the fact that um in the long run once they get past the awkward and figuring out how and and seeing it as time spent um that the benefits are so huge but just like anything you know mm-hmm. you want to implement it and do it well. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's just an encouragement, you know, when you hear these people, though, that say, 
I look forward to spending that hour with my boss. Who says that? You know, not many people say, I look forward to that time with my boss. Well, Martha, I think this is a good point. Also, our company, I think, is an example for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, It starts with a commitment from the owner or owners that, hey, I want to start putting my faith into my work. Mm -hmm. I want to make a difference. I believe I can do well while I do good. And and they're not... uh, mutually exclusive and so I'm going to make a commitment to try it in my business and it is organic and it it's just a process mm-hmm. and the Lord honors that and we left and went and had lunch after the meeting to do kind of a, what we call a look back and sure. say okay what did we learn what are we thinking and it's overwhelming they do so much here they're a lot larger company though with a lot larger revenue um, and one of the takeaways is you know let's you, you just keep growing and taking one step at a time and the Lord honors that and so we're kind of on our path we've done some things we've Mm -hmm. got a lot more to do and one step at a time Mm -hmm. well I think that's the important part you don't don't eat an elephant all one bite you eat it a little bite at a time and in your industry it's not known just like for Pete and Bo's though you know they build residential homes not an industry that's known for mm, high integrity high customer touch Mm -hmm. you're the apartment industry multifamily industry for the apartment managers, they're they're sitting alone in a place in a rural town or some. I mean, it just it's not known for that touch from the. They're not. A lot of those people don't feel highly valued by their management company. Mm-hmm. So when you start to show them value, that makes a big difference. Well, I think it starts with saying, "Listen, this is what we're about. Why we are here. This is what we believe. Why we believe we exist. This is how we're going to go about it." Um, and then, and then holding ourselves accountable set of core values that they buy into mm-hmm. and and then we're grading our employees on those core values periodically they're either meeting those or not and we're evaluating whether, whether we have the right people in the right seat or not mm-hmm. um, and the right people is they either line up with our core values or not the right seat is they either get it and want it and have the capacity to do it or they don't sometimes we have the right person line up with our core values but in the wrong seat and right. we have to move, figure out how to move them to a different seat um, but they see it playing out and daily on a daily basis and then they see us interact with others and uh, someone in need we had a person had a liver transplant uh, that the company uh, really helped last year a great Mm -hmm. deal and uh, we engaged with a number of organizations and and so they see it as walk it out as a company and that brings some credibility so it's not just talk um, but it's it's real to them Talk about the, you know, one of the things that they said at the Kingdom Leadership Workshop was, hey, no manager can manage more than, and know more than five or six people. Have you guys had to do any restructuring within your organization to make sure that one manager doesn't have too many people? We do. Uh, we have. We've, we've, as we've grown, we had to, we have portfolio supervisors that are over multiple properties. And so as that group of properties grows uh, under one particular portfolio supervisor, then we had to uh, hire another supervisor because there's just too many property managers mm-hmm. for them to deal with and stay in touch with. Uh, and so it's, it, it's, it's, it's accurate what, they, what they're saying, and it's proven uh, empirically through a lot of business studies that you can only handle so many direct reports. So I'm curious. Um, the, we had a lot of conversation. Of course, the workshop is called Kingdom at Work. And um, so the, around the conversation of kingdom, um, mm-hmm. I, was there any big takeaways or things that you think that 
um, your people got a better perspective of what the kingdom is really in your workplace? Yes, we, Martha, that's a great question because at times in Christian, in Christianity, we use phrases that are odd and different to mm-hmm. people who don't know the Lord. So when we say build the kingdom, especially as Americans, we're kind of automatically opposed to a kingdom because this is a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> so they wonder, what do you mean by kingdom? And so we find we're having to, with our purpose statement saying we're, we're about our father's business building the kingdom of God, we have to articulate or explain what that means to our people. And so out of the conference, we we talked and in, in how you, the, the kingdom clearly is people. It's the people of God. And it gets back to the point we were feeling the Lord leading us on that if it's about the people, it's about us loving the people. It's about us making mm-hmm. a difference in their lives and the fruit in their lives. It's not how many dollars maybe we invest or contribute to an organization, but it's touching people's lives. And so the kingdom to us, we're constantly trying to define, clarify, and measure how can we impact kingdom. I mean, it's, it's people. You had, how many people did you have come to the second time? Seven. Okay. So you had seven people gone from work for three days mm-hmm. and... You made an investment to get here. Was it a worthwhile investment? Absolutely. 110%. It was totally worth it. They were all the ones that were not here last time. You could tell their eyes were open. One of our leaders on our team is not what I would consider a, a, a uh, sold out Christian. I think he's kind of a mental Christian. He believes in his mind, but I don't know how deep his faith is in his heart. And I have seen him struggle a little bit with understanding what we're trying to do with our purpose. And uh, after Gina's speak, uh, mm. speech, uh, the lights came on. And he told me, he says, you know, after listening to her and her story and how the company impacted her and her life, it, it makes sense to me. And, and when he said that to me, I just, I just thought the whole conference was worth it so that he would connect those dots and understand what we're trying to do. He yeah. says, you know, it's about, it's about loving people. It's about caring for people is what he told me. Mm. And I'm like, that's right. Wow. You got it. <laughs> so it that's was wonderful. Yeah, it was very important because he's one of the top guys on our leadership team. Wow. Paul Stell with the Stellar Family of Companies. Thanks so much for coming on iWorkroom, sharing a little bit of your Kingdom Leadership Workshop story. Appreciate it, Paul. Jim, Martha, thank you very mm-hmm. much. Thank you. Make sure you check. You've heard it here. We didn't. None of these people were paid for their endorsements today. <laughs> You've heard it right here. You need to bring your team to the next Kingdom Leadership Workshop in October the 16th through the 18th. KingdomAtWork.com, KingdomAtWork.com. Yeah, I just, I, I hope this was a little glimpse into intriguing people to check out the website. You've been listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.